0: I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome
1: to the family.
2: VGW Group. No purchase necessary. where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. want well, to start off by saying it's great to see you all back together, the backroom team. This was the idea that I had, so really I just wanted to talk to you guys about... The memories of the major tournaments. I know for Archie, just you know, the memories of the back room for yourself. Not that I'm saying that you weren't included in that, but I know that you worked with Craig for was it three years you worked with Craig? Um, more
3: well, than a more than bit more than that, was it? Oh, no, Motherwell... I mean,
2: Scotland. Oh,
3: Scotland? Oh, well. No, yeah. just in the 2002 World Cup qualifiers.
2: Just all oh, right, just the 2000. Oh, I didn't realize that. I thought you were at Scotland for a wee bit longer.
3: No, no, no! He got rid of me uh, after we failed to qualify for the 2002 World Cup. He no, says, "Out you of, go!"
1: Hey. They got rid of both of us. They get rid of both of us.
3: <laughs> no, at right. least you, at least you resigned. I had
0: the but option. I'd, I'd saved you for six years before that. I, ah, you were you you were okay. Yeah, i had to save you.
1: You saved me, and, Ed, and then Archie came and masterminded my downfall.
3: Yes. yes. <laughs> Were you and who else were you involved with, Stuarty? E? Were you with uh, Bertie Vokes? Oh, aye. Nate Chips. Nate Chips. Chip. Oh, no, Need there's chip.
2: a story to go with this. Go on, tell
0: there's the story. story. Story to go. The we Bertie came in and he's going to revamp Scottish football. And of course, <laughs> <clears throat> I've got I know what other the players like before the pre match Paul Lambert and that. And, all these guys and, and I've got it all set out on the table. Andy go- was Andy Gordon was you I can't remember but anyway it's all set out Berry comes in and walks along the side of the table and he shouts I'm not there very long so he doesn't know my name right he shouted oh man comes here <laughs> so I go he's, he's pulling his bowl of chips and he went no chips I said, oh, very, but that's for the return backroom staff. I says the players at this time of day know not to eat chips. They have this light meals, toast, and uh, cereal. And he, I said things like that. Omar, no chip, oh man, no chips. And oh, he, man. so I started, I started to explain it all again. And he says, Oh man! Nine chips, I said. So, oh, you're <laughs> beginning to negotiate now.
2: <laughs>
0: nine chips, <laughs> nine, nine chips. chips. Oh, <laughs> oh, and of course, all the, player, all, the, all the players are killing themselves. And he's no, of course, he's no getting a joke, you know. But they, they called me old man for about five months.
2: <laughs> well, hold on, guys. We've got somebody that wants to come in and say hello. Two seconds, I'll admit. He's on. It's no calling, Henry. It is, yeah. Uh, is there Colin
1: Henry? Ha
4: ha ha, ha.
2: I'm here. <laughs> are
4: you doing, son? <laughs> I'm doing a bit for Scotland.
1: Listen, Stuart will give you one of his old jackets. Aye, and I'll give you a set of teeth.
3: Have you been, have you been along
4: at the Scotland
1: camp, it's like It's the hair I need.
3: So
4: how's the motley crew? You're all looking very well. I'll well.
3: tell you a right story about him. Do you know his first game for Dundee at centre half when I told him you'll never be a centre forward. So <laughs> we put him at centre half I worked away that week and it was the last game of the season against Hearts at Dens. And Hearts had to win to win the league. Right? Dundee had a chance of qualifying for Europe. Uh, Dundee won uh, two nothing. Albert kid, uh, kid scored the two goals, Pretty and, happy, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and uh, that was his first game at centre half. Never gave big. uh, uh Sandy Clark never Sandy gave Clark. him a
2: kick. Well, and the crowd, I
3: yeah. like I think it was something like twenty six thousand at Dens that day. It was really Incredible! Awesome. Wow.
2: Colin, you you've got a busy schedule before the
3: Euros. What are you what are you
4: up to? Oh, I'm back in Scotland for the radio and stuff. We've got radio and a bit of TV. I'm doing the day of the game, the game at Wembley, Iron Brew want me to I don't know, date someone in England in London at Wembley. But I've said to them, I'm not gonna date unless I can see the game. So i no today was good. I mean we Tony Adams, we were going over what we were doing today, it was it was tongue in cheek. With Mars, we had to select. I had to select the strongest English team since 96. He had to select the strongest Scottish team since 96. Colin,
1: well, you, mentioned, you mentioned Tony Adams there. Yep. He's the only guy that I can recall, only player of an opposing team when we played England and Wembley and we won 1-0. The second game, yeah. He ran over to oh. me and he says, mm. We were well beaten there. He says, You were. Yeah. brilliant. Now, an opposing player, coming and saying that to the opposing manager, I thought that was quite something. Tony scored the goal, had yeah.
3: they? Who, who
1: scored the Don, goal?
4: Don Hutch. Don Hutchinson. Oh, aye. Aye, was but so Christian, much, aye. Christian had the header. Christian had the header that Seaman saved. Aye. That would have made it 2-2 on aggregate. Yeah, was that, was it, but, but... Was that at Wembley? at Wembley? Wembley. That's right. Was that at Wembley? That was Wembley. Yes. That yeah, was at Wembley. Second game. Oh. Score. I,
0: I need to tell you the one, you know how at uh, Wembley, you used to have to walk around the dog track first. Yeah. Before they get rid of it. So we're walking around the dog track and they started to play the national anthem and I sh- stood to accept it. And the next thing I, I get hit in the head. you see, <laughs> so I put, I put my hand up and I've got yellow stuff and red stuff. And I look at a professor who's standing next to me and it's, a lot of it's moved on to him and I looks down at the floor and here some English supporter flung a hamburger <laughs> a hamburger I could just imagine somebody in that town going got them <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, was, it was all in my shirt with tomato sauce and mustard
3: well I remember my first my first time at Wembley when my three brothers and my father down to Wembley and uh, we lost nine three, right? <laughs> and uh, the pre- the price of tickets, the price of tickets in these days was seven and sixms. <laughs> that's who <laughs> paid. That's who we paid that's for the ticket. Thing. Seven and sixpence. <laughs> you saw go. boys. You saw boys. Honestly, this story. You saw <laughs> boys walking down Wembley Way. There was a couple of boys walking down Wembley Way, and they're all shouting for tickets. They need tickets. Uh, any tickets, boys? Any tickets? <laughs> And There's these two boys, one where shuffle or he's shooter, and the other one where a pick or he's shooter. How he's getting in, we're tunneling in. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well,
1: they're, they're talking oh, yeah. about ticket touts. I used to go to Wembley too, with the Tartan Army, and what they did was they went with no tickets, they surrounded a tout, went round about them, and they said, We need 10 tickets, 10 or you'll get a doing. And the guy panicked because he knew they would they would do him in and take the 10. So that, <laughs> went, we went with no tickets. And, she, I, no I'm negotiation. Thoughts, obviously, but
4: no negotiation on. there. I, no <laughs> negotiation. I,
2: still, I think yeah, that still a- happens because there's so many people I know that are going down regardless of the rules, you know, just heading down there, just hoping to see something, just get a glimpse of anything because they're so excited because it's been so long.
3: Mm. Oh, I know. I mean, there's, there's no doubt that uh, we'll don't, don't go down or don't go near the place. And, uh, but they're kidding themselves on. <laughs> sure. Yeah, They'll go down there was, and fill every pub there is.
4: I stayed last night in a, in a hotel in Wembley Way. So I took some pictures and, and when you come out of the hotel, there's still a lot of people there working. And Well, staying in the hotel, the Novotel, the Euro 2020, and they're all working. They're going to be working there this weekend and everyone else. It's stowed out with them. But the, the walk up to that now, everyone, it's, I've got to say, it's very, very impressive. It's, it really, really is impressive what they've done. And the whole area, it's just surrounded with everyone about Wembley and Euro 2020. I mean, there's going to be a hell of a buzz, but I think the people that I know, that when we qualified, that last penalty kick, that when Marshall saved it, that, that within an hour, I had somebody ringing me up saying, could you get tickets? Okay. <laughs> can you get can you get tickets i so much Jesus I can't even get tickets.
2: do you think maybe the reason for the team doing so well this time might be because and I know this is going to sound crazy but there wasn't a lot of fans in the stadium to put on that pressure because you know that pressure that you get I know you'll you'll have adrenaline as well but do you think because they've had a wee bit of weight lifted it's made them focus a bit more on the pitch nah, I would have
3: thought no, I would have thought, no, no, been the opposite you know then, for me yeah yeah you no, no. Scottish do, yeah. crowd, a Scottish yeah, Scottish crowd. Behind your Scottish support, then that's going to I'm give ready. you a bigger lift than anything. I would imagine. I've never had any caps. No, nobody picked me. But uh, uh, so <laughs>
4: <laughs> seven and six, we get. I would, I, would, I
3: would, say no that you you would, <laughs> you would want the supporters there as much as you possibly could when yeah. you used to go. I mean, you, you take eighty thousand, ninety thousand people to to Wembley, uh-huh. uh, in the in the ground. It was incredible atmospheres. That- I was there the day we took the goalposts and the pitch and everything away.
4: I mean, when you've got people watching, you can't be a crowd. You can't be a crowd being there. And that's and, you know, all part of the process. That, that, I mean, people putting pressure on you, shouting, screaming at you, telling you what you have, you know, shouting names at you. <laughs> Bring it on. Bring it on. That's what you want.
3: Yeah. We've probably got, we've probably got uh, more Premiership players... Uh, in England playing for Scotland now than we have for some time. I don't know the numbers or anything right, that. Archie.
4: That's right, yeah. That's oh, and right. You like yeah. McGinn
3: and
4: uh, yeah. and all these guys,
3: yeah. you know.
2: I want to know your favourite memory, something that stands out for you working for the, the national team. So we'll start with Archie.
3: Oh, God almighty. I not tell you some of the stories to be honest with you. <laughs> 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 but no, no, I, I just, when Craig got in touch with me to uh to become involved. Why he did I've no idea. But it was the two thousand and two qualifiers. And that was a fantastic experience. I loved every minute out there. You know, just being in among the guys and uh, uh how they felt about playing for Scotland and of course you had the crowds in these days, you know, they you had big big crowds, maybe not as much as over the hundred thousand and stuff like that, but you know, over fifty thousand in that in ha in Hamden. And even, even the numbers that went away for home, you know, then over to the Belgium, Brun, was there about 14,000 fans and stuff like that yeah. over in Belgium, yeah. even Croatia and stuff. I mean, it was it was incredible the, the support that Scotland carried, more than any other team you could ever imagine taking away, more than any other country taking a, a supporters abroad like what Scotland did. And the you thing know. about Scotland, the thing that
1: Scotland supporters yeah. are there's never any damage, there's never any violence. You see it with other countries. I'm not mentioning any in particular, but you've been there for years, <laughs> Colin. But, you know, I, was at the, I went to the World Cup and when we were eliminated, I went to work for the BBC. And the first game, England were in Marseille. Well, the destruction that the fans did along that front at Marseille was unbelievable. Now, the Scotland fans, for years, never any, never any damage They were a bit of high spirits, but there were a few drunken guys. But there was no damage. There was no hostility. It was a different type of atmosphere with Scotland from other countries. And I'm told, I don't know, I've never seen the German fans at close quarters, but they seem to be quite lively, shall we say. Same as the English fans. So, you know, I've got great regard for the Tartan army. Terrific humour, terrific support to the team, as Archie said. They're there in their numbers and they're very, very supportive and colourful.
2: Yeah. It's even nice to see when you watch back, you know, um, with Andy Roxburgh, sort of like even going out after it and explaining what happened, you know, like or say if they've lost a game, it's like he connects directly with the fans, which always looked really, (laughs) I mean, it's always like one big family because he would almost go out and explain himself if they didn't do well, if they did do well and you could see the love between them. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, Andy had a big audience there in Sweden when they, mind you, we won the last game, which made it easier, one 3 nothing against the CIS. But before that, you know, Andy was very, very disposed. He would wear a tartan scarf when sitting outside the, the pitch. Oh, he would,
0: he'd bar us for the team, team meetings,
1: Andy. What?
0: He would he bar us. You used to allow us to be at the team meetings. Yeah. And he'd, we're in Finland. We were all it was a tiered place let's see and me and somebody else we fell asleep we're snoring and we get barred well, no sure, wonder rightly so
4: rightly so you're sure you never got another team meeting barred for
0: snoring
4: you were a disgrace a bit <laughs> a loud snoring but mind you <laughs> size of that hooter Omar eh <laughs> <laughs> Oh, i say one. Oh, that, Cassie. That. I'm, I'm, I'm. Colin. Oh,
0: Yes, I, I, I'm saying before you used to be what people take that sense of humour. Times have moved on now, <laughs> and the, the humour. I'm gender friendly. I'm gender but, friendly. I'm uh, right. but before you weren't allowed to say certain things. Oh
4: yeah, no, 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 not crazy man. You, but when you go you going back to the question, Cassie, right? Going back to the question about the staff, right? And then Craig and Archie were talking about 2002, and I was well, after, after I had the San Marino chop, right, I got chopped everywhere. I didn't get another game. I didn't even get a letter from the SFA thanking me for my services. But then again, the boss man, he was near there either, Craig. So I'm um, better evoked, so I'm having going to go up. Maybe else. But going, oh. on about, going on about the staff, right, and everything else, on a Thursday night before a game, generally on a Saturday, we'd go for a, we'd maybe go for a Natal. We'll go, go together It's a great. And I've got to say, Cassie, right? Omar did a great job of just making sure that the wine glasses of the staff, the staff, wasn't they too, wasn't they overflowing, let's say. Omar did it. You're brawling at that, Stuart, because you did have to look after the staff at that point in time, because obviously all the players were looking at each, after each other as well as, that the staff did it, let their hair down on a Thursday night prior to the game on a Saturday. Well done, Omar. Aye.
3: But what what you, what you must remember is he had a bottle at it side and we just put our glass down <laughs> in it and sneaked it up on the table. And that's,
2: that's what I mean. Like things have changed so much. You just couldn't. They couldn't get away with that now at all.
3: Oh god, yeah. no, 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 no.
2: But but yeah, you still did so well back then. So it's like you know you have to try and work out like <clears> what sort of things do you say? No, that's not happening to. It.
1: There's a, there's a wee interesting uh, in view what Stuart said. Uh, Stevie Clark doesn't allow the staff to have a drink. Now, obviously, the players, we, we discourage the players from drinking. But he even discouraged in fact he bans it. So I'd so understand. I we Gordon sure. was like
3: that as well. Sorry? I was I was on a couple of trips uh when Scotland was my uh, when we Gordon was manager. Mm-hmm. And uh, he mm-hmm. didn't allow that either. The staff yeah, well, uh, well, that you know I
1: used to allow them sweeties. I was used to the staff being allowed a drink, in fact I would like, the professor I'm sure would have been upset if he hadn't got a drink a wee whiskey at night Um, so the the staff enjoyed there was a wee social event every night in the manager's room where they would a drink and everybody was happy and there was never any uh, violence or any (laughs) discord because of that but a subsequent manager you're telling me Bertie didn't allow it did he? And then certainly I don't think Steve Clark allows it now, from what I hear. No. That the staff does. It's just moved on with the
4: times, though, isn't it? I think I think it's just moved on with the times, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. To, 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 to be to be seen as disciplined and disciplinarians and everyone else and everybody's the same and I get all that, but I just I thought it was a and, and nice. It was a nice touch when all you guys got pissed in front of us.
3: Told you before, Henry, you better not be mentioning be in that group.
4: <laughs> hey, everybody's involved everybody's in
2: I suppose after uh, the qualifiers you get, you, we did get to see the video of them all dancing to Yes or I Can Boogie how do you guys yeah. feel about that song being adopted uh, as like the new anthem
1: great well, 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 oh my, oh my, oh my <laughs> and
4: Craig will all know that song
1: when we qualified uh, Cassie we were happy but we didn't go didn't overboard you know because we're no. so used to qualifying honestly and there'd been a big song and dance recently because we've qualified, and then rightly so, because it's terrific to qualify. But when we qualify, we were qualifying for the World Cup, the staff, we just went in and had a cup of tea, and the players had to do a lap of honour around Celtic Park, where we played the last game, yeah. and I think the police asked them to go again. But what were we doing? We were in having a cup of tea with the doc and the professor and John McLean and company. So everything was kind of low-key, but now... I'm not saying it's over the top because it was great to see them doing doing the the boogie around the dressing room, and it was great to hear uh, young Ryan Christie talking. I mean, he was emotional. Oh, that know. was
4: that was that was really really good. Just yeah, nice to see uh, that. That, that was, really hit me. That watching them. It did hit me too. Oh. But in
1: our in our time, if we hadn't qualified, it would have been humiliation.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Not if we had qualified. It was just oh, well, they've qualified again, that's good. But there was no dancing and shouting and uh, making a song for the qualification. There's a good chance
4: though, Omar, that it's Bacara, your huh? Are they your neighbours, they? They live in the same street as you. Yeah. Bacara. Bacara, they're sing a song. Yes, I can Boogie. they two women. They're a bit the same age as you as well. No, well,
2: they did actually record, uh, they re-recorded the vocal in Palma. So I know this because George oh. Bowie paid for them to go to Palma to re-record the vocal for the track. And then yeah, yeah. he put it together, yeah, and he's released it, so.
4: Yeah.
2: I wanted to talk to you guys about the Euros and to find out how you're feeling about it. I know, obviously, it's been many years since you've sort of been involved in the squad, but I'm guessing by watching the players today, you'll have your own thoughts and feelings about how we're going to get on. What do you think? I'll start with the gaffer, Craig. What are you thinking?
1: I think we're going to do very well. I think we've got a good squad and a good manager. Uh he hasn't got the same backroom staff as I had, of course. He's not as good as that. But uh, no, in all seriousness, the squad looks good. It's well balanced. There's some good young players and there's some experienced ones. And I think they have a great chance this time. I genuinely do. I'll be very surprised. Mind you, I've got to say this, Cassie, that you know Andy Roxburgh was in the last eight, right? We were in the last 16, uh, you know, because we we qualified sixteen qualified, Andy qualified when only eight qualified. Now this group just now they're talking about getting to the group stages that would only take them into the last sixteen. Yeah, you know you know what I mean. It wouldn't take them as far as Andy had. Yeah, it would only the, take them the last. The weird the thing is, 15. when I
2: watched I watched a documentary the uh, other on YouTube and it was back in ninety two, and uh, all the boys seemed to sort of. I don't know. Like they were, they were away. Obviously, when you guys who where were you again in ninety two? Where was the tournament? Ninety two, no,
3: two
2: thousand and you know, two. Two thousand and two. Was it two thousand and two? So where well, no. I watched the documentary with Andy? No, Ninety two. Ninety
1: two was Sweden.
2: Was Sweden? And yes. the boys were all in a theme park, and I yes. thought, how times have changed. Like uh,
1: we went to the camp. That I think like, the photograph. You see, perhaps, would be we went to a theme park yeah, because the fans were there. And Andy Roxford thought, Well, visit the fans, and they were sleeping in tents out in fields. And they took the team bus in there. Well, it was unbelievable. You see them all coming out of their tents and running to, to meet the the, <laughs> the top. <doctor. laughs> <laughs> it was
0: a battle of was. It,
1: was it, it would have been brilliant if they'd filmed that the way the, the fans came out wearing the kilts, some of them wearing nothing. And they were, Aye. and they were running towards the bus and uh, surrounding. I doors. always
0: remember correct, the guy opening the tent doors and shooting. It's a team. And the next thing, hundreds of them can out of tents.
1: Correct. Right. So, I, so I don't think there there was no lack of discipline there. There was good harmony and there was good fun, uh, and I would like to think it was always, uh, the order was pretty good, I felt, when we were away. But Colin, he's a, he's a player. He was in the moment He would know what was going on behind our back. But as far as we were concerned, Stuart was in charge. He was a disciplinarian there. And uh, he held them <laughs> uh, to, to account if there was anything wrong. And he was not slow to tell them. So, would I mean, would was, you we say that uh,
2: Stuart's job as a masseuse was was it a demotion to play a liaison officer? or <laughs> Was it a demotion <laughs>
1: Well, he had two jobs. That's what we're saying. The staff was next to nobody then. Now, you look at the staff. You've got the team photographed. They're mere staff. They've got players. Now, in our time, there was a limited number of staff. So Stuart, he multitasking. He was a ticket officer. He was the, the player liaison officer. He was a tea room guy. He was the chocolate at night guy. He was organized the, organize the complimentaries. organized where we're going for a meal at night. Check out that restaurant. Stuart. Tell us that is that good enough? Now he had so many jobs that man. And Tosh
2: then... McKinley um, shared a story with me that I thought I would tell you all. Where he left me a voicemail and he said to me that one day he was up on the bed. I think this was actually during the World Cup. He jumped up on the bed face first and he couldn't see anything. And. Stuart, you started rubbing his leg, and he said, "That's off you like doesn't, you know, he's not really doing much." He said he lifted his head, he turned round and he had a sandwich in one hand and his leg in the other. <laughs> and uh, he said, "What are you doing?" And you went, "I've not had my tea yet." And I thought, "Oh my god, that sounds like you." <laughs>
3: okay. A masseuse. When did that ever come into play? A masseuse. <laughs> That's
2: I didn't like, know
1: that one. That's, that right? was
3: his original job, was a masseuse. When I think, masseuse,
4: masseuse, masseuse, masseuse. That was the last. That was Yeah. Yeah. That was the last I, thing you did, Omar, wasn't it? Was, you never. You did everything, not yeah. to give any of the boys a massage. You did. it, You <laughs> would. You on it. You'd plundered the corridors of hotels two, three times just to get away from it. Just oh no, I've got to go and get somebody a massage. I've got to give some a rub. Chocolates, a brilliant,
2: uh, a brilliant the chocolates. watch is uh, Craig Brown's World Cup Diary, and I'm sure there's a scene in it where Colin, you're on the bed,
4: yeah, that's um, yes, right.
2: Eh? You're, you're sitting doing absolutely hee haw, sitting on a shelf with a bit of I, pants in your hand.
0: I I, was, I liked to get the fatter, I didn't like to do the rubbing, you know, because <laughs> the thing was it Koisty used to give Koisty a He says to him, big man, are you going to write a book? I says, I'm going to write a book when I'm finished here with Scotland." He says, what are you going to call it? I said, a thousand and one good rubs. He says, you'll need to be working for the next 70 years, he says, because (laughs) I love to catch up with you.
2: Did you feel like, in comparison to all the trophies and things and tournaments that you'd won with all the teams that you've been with, because I know you've been with so many, did you feel like when you went into the dressing room, the Scotland, uh, Scotland national team that you felt as if a bigger weight was on the shoulders because it was the nation.
3: It was just, uh, it was just one of these things. You were, you were glad that you were involved for whatever, depending on many games you were playing, whether it was the two games and you'd be there for a week and stuff. And you enjoyed that. You enjoyed taking the training. So, that was the bit I missed when I was uh, with the SFA that you weren't involved on a daily basis out in the out on the pitch and, uh Doing what you enjoy doing, so you know th- that that bit to me was it was the most important thing, apart from you know then uh, uh, the games obviously. We've been lucky enough lucky enough to be, be involved in football for quite a bit of our uh, lives and stuff like that. So you, you enjoyed all that, and that that was the most important part of it—that just being involved. Yes, yeah, uh, you just... know, no matter no matter what and. The, you were a supporter as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were involved with the team in that, but you are actually a supporter, uh, no matter where you went. And it was great to see the, the team doing well. Cassie,
4: see, see 1982, Cassie, World Cup 1982. <laughs> I went to the World Cup in in Spain with my, my whole family. My, my, my dad and some other businessmen in the town of Keith, where I came from, we, we created a World Cup club. And every week, or month where we put money, the monies would go in, and there was about eighteen of us travelled to Malaga. We stayed in Quingarola, and we seen the three games. We seen the two games in Malaga, and I seen the Brazil game in uh, Seville. And I went there with my dad. My mum were not there. We didn't go. But the, the other three games, the other two games, they went to. So I'm I've been a fan, and that was eighty two, and then I signed for Dundee in eighty three. So I, I was a proper guide in the world, Scottish Scottish supporter. But what I would what I would like to add is that. The whole time that I played for Scotland, it was like the icing on the cake. It was just for all your domestic football and everything you do, day in, day out, week in, week out, and it's the same faces you see every day, getting away and playing for your country, it's unbeatable. It was also an
0: education because you went
4: to countries
0: that you would never visit before. We got to visit countries all over the world and it was an education for you as well as football. We went to Japan, went to an a nightclub. And of course we got a wee bit tipsy. And uh, I as we left I you know ran up the stair and missed a couple of stairs and slipped back down. And instead <laughs> of lifting me up, they all stood on me and walked me right up. <laughs> walked right up <laughs> onto the, walked right up it, on the street. Walked right up onto
4: the You probably do it. <laughs>
0: Well well, well 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 I know the you know the trainer marks with the different soles were all, were on my back and bum and when Three I got strikes. home when I got home my wife have then opened the bag and looked looked at the strips and they were all all my shirts had foot marks on them, Nike, Addy and everything of
3: murder. How many shirts yeah. have you got, Stuart? You must have about 3,000 shirts and uh covered the yours no, somehow. Any, any, time, any time you used to ask for a shirt and, no, they're all away, you Sorry. know, you'd be... No, that was Huey. That was you.
0: He was a man in the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so, a man, man. There we go. That was it. But that was... A lot of laughs with Scotland. That was a good thing. We, we could cry, but we could laugh as well.
1: Cassie, you were on about the Tartan Army. I'll give you a quick one there. We had a rearranged game against uh, Estonia and it was in Monaco. In the morning of the game, I went out a walk with the late Willie McDougall, chief of security. And we're down in that marina at Monaco, and the vessels there are terrific. And the Tartan Army boy, how's it going, Willie? How's it going, Craig? I said, going fine. And Willie says, You guys behaving? Aye, we're behaving. Look at their boats, Willie. Look at their boats. Willie says, They're not boats, son. They're yachts. Very expensive yachts, and he points at one. He says, "See that one over there, son? It belongs to the Aga Khan." The boy says, "I my mums get one of these cookers." <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think you can't <laughs> be
2: that in Angle for a quick <laughs> bit. It sounds as if you just all had such a great time, and it probably like came, like sort of came off in the boys, and then they went onto the pitch, and everyone was just feeling great.
4: Honestly, I can't. I can't. The only time, only real time. Of any any disappointment was at Wembley '96 after the game. That every other time was so enjoyable, mm. even in, even even in defeat where you where you played well and you've been beat, and that was a okay. That's it's a Scottish trait, but the worst ever, and probably the whole of my footballing career, the lowest point was after that game at Wembley, and there. And that was it. There was no, I didn't. I not think. have well, not lost a cup final, and I had not done anything else. I've never been relegated, so I'm lucky in that respect. But that was the saddest and the, the most disappointing time that I'd ever seen. And you know, and it was, it was something that I didn't obviously I didn't enjoy and didn't want to be involved in. But it does make, make a part of you, if you will. Yeah.
2: Let's hope there's no disappointment coming up um, this time round. But Colin, what did you do that night to console yourself? Like if you had to give any advice in case anything does happen, what did you do yes. that night?
4: Well, Craig, I'll remember. I think Craig will remember this. Omar, you should do it as well. We went back to the hotel in the Midlands um, in Leamington Spa and we a few drinks and we had another drink. And then we had another drink <laughs> into the early hours of the morning and this started singing. So Tosh would sing. Tosh would start singing. So at about three, four in the morning, the, the gaffer comes in with a house coat random pen. Right, you know, like, sorry for swim. Like, get, like, get your bed. Jim is right above you. Right above, and he's right above him, in the room above. So we started singing louder. Well <laughs> <laughs> no, that was um the no, that's the, the, day, it. No, the next day. 20, well, uh, well, yeah. well, well the day well, after I think we the barbecue was that the day after Craig will correct me, we did barbecue the day after one of the players okay, when the, the next players year. got a wee
1: bit. Yep.
4: Where was, the was that? Play. Stratford and Avon Colin. yes, Stratford upon Avon. We train at, uh, the at game National played Farmers Union. well, Colin. Colin. The next game yeah, we played did. very well. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. I don't and think we nah. played that badly in the three games, Craig, either. No, we didn't, no. Because we, we got beat 0-0 by Holland. <laughs> that's the way I, I describe it. And then the second game, we were unlucky, albeit, because Gaza was getting taken off anyway. We missed the penalty, and I suppose. Nobody that was around. the one that went no. through
0: the goalie's legs, Colin. Is that the one that went through yes. the goalie's
4: legs? Seaman, Seaman conceded, yeah. Yeah then that made it 4-1 and that was a goal so as much as England's done yeah. us a favour we couldn't have seen to qualify by a goal a goal yeah, yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Um, I need to share a memory with you that I got through from Jackie McNamara when you were in France you were obviously about to tell your team where the positions were going to be, and then you decided that you were going to hold off to the next day, so you are going to let them sleep, and then the next day you were going to say, right boys, this is how we're going to do it. But what had actually happened was the video analyst had put up, unbeknown to you, the team behind you, but you'd just appointed this guy, so this guy was great. <laughs> and everybody was sitting there like, well, we already know where we're going to be, <laughs> and you had to obviously explain. He was
1: asked to just keep the team under wraps at the moment until we had our meeting. <laughs> But of course they flashed it up on the screen and uh, that annoyed me for a start <laughs> obviously because I wanted to keep you, you, Carl will tell you if you disclose the team the day before the game, yeah it's better for preparation of the players but you find that it leaks to the media and you don't want the opposition ah. to get it. Yeah. So every player has a pal in the press and it's not mm-hmm. the guys that have picked that leak the team. It's some guy that's in the house that he's not been picked. And he phones up and he says, he's playing Colin Henry, he's not playing me. And the team gets out that way. So you're better not to, I feel you're better not to disclose the team. If you are well, Alec Ferguson, I'll tell you, I, I would go to Old Trafford. You'd wait an hour before the start. And he hasn't given his team out. And they're in the lounges up there wanting to put a bet on the first goal scorer. And they don't know who's playing. There's Dwight York playing, there's Cantona playing. You know, and they kinda get their bet on because Alec
3: won't let the team go. Now, am I right, I? Uh, uh, does he overdo it? Oh, you're absolutely right. Absolutely. I remember uh, once up at Aberdeen and uh, we're in that wee room just next to the dressing room at Aberdeen and he's named the team and we we'll go into the dressing room and uh, there's, he, he starts naming the team and I'm saying, two minutes ago, that he wasn't in the team. So he did three changes in the bloody team. For the time we left, and of course, your the assistant, you can't say any. you can't say, he's no playing. So, you know, then uh, uh, it was three changes in the team. So when I got back into the wee room, I says, what the hell happened there? And uh, he says, what do you mean? I said, well, you had three changes in the team then for what we uh, agreed in the, in the wee room there. No, didn't he? I said, she did, and um, I named the th- I named the three changes. <laughs> okay oh, he says, I just I just thought uh, I just thought I would change it. <laughs> <laughs> so that was even the things that happened with Alec Ferguson, you know. So any- anything can happen.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna have to shoot now. All right. Okay. Thanks, colleagues.
1: uh, Gentlemen.
2: Right. Before we go, Craig, I'm just wary of your time. So, if you had any advice for Steve Clark, what would it be?
1: Oh, uh, I wouldn't presume to give any any other manager advice. I really wouldn't. But honestly, I would just say don't be influenced by others. Do your own. Make your own decisions. The press will try and influence them. Mm -hmm. And I hear everyone saying last night the press boys. Uh, oh, he should play should play young, young Gilmer. Now, it's easy for them to say, play young Gilmer. Now, Gilmer is a good player. There's no doubt about that. In fact, the youngest player in the park was the best player in the team when we played England at Wembley. And that was Barry Ferguson. And he was playing against the top. Now, so age shouldn't matter. But I hear the press trying to pick his team for him, you know, and asking, who would you put in? They're asking me. Now, I, I've never seen this boy, this striker boy Adams play. Never seen him. I've seen him on television. Big dykes I've seen a couple of times up here. But you're asking to pick a team. You're asking the press and the media boys to pick a team. And, and if you're the manager and you're influenced by that, you're you're making a mistake. So pick your own team. Do your own thing, Stevie. And I'm very optimistic that he will succeed with this team. We could go the distance. This team could go the distance, I'm telling you. That's my feeling. You agree, Archie?
3: I'm saying that's well said absolutely I mean a lot of big a lot of big players a lot of big players there as I say playing the Premiership down in England with the big clubs as well you know so they can can handle all that pressure and still produce the goods Dad what
2: do
0: you think? Well we'll I think Scotland will win with the odd goal but it'll be difficult Right but uh, I think they'll certainly do it you know Keep our heads down under the bridge.
1: Can win this competition coming under the radar. I mean, Aye. Portugal won it, and they didn't win a qualifying game. Remember, oh. Denmark won it; they didn't even qualify. Remember, a team with boots, yes. so they were they, and they won it. So that's right. That was we, ninety-two, wasn't it? Actually.
3: 92, actually. ninety-two.
1: We, we can win Greece. this tournament. Greece was, the
2: Greece so, was the
1: same. Greg, Greece was the same. Greece were the same. Greece were a poor team, and, and they get in by the back door they and they won it. it. Uh, Cassie, I can we'll, I go as well? Sorry, I'm. Yeah, no, that's
2: okay. No, that's that's fine. Well, I'll just wrap it up. So, thank you thank so you. much for okay. joining me. I just wanted to bring thank the you. back room back together for a wee chat and a yeah, and a, gab yeah, and a Pleasure, just,
1: pleasure to be with, the boys.
2: So, that was great be with seeing, you,
3: boys. So great seeing Colin and your dad again. I mean, fantastic, Stewie, and you're looking as well as you've ever done, son. Uh-huh. You know, thanks very love much to see. Uh, I'll not go overboard you Remember know. where just, I yeah. live
0: now Remember I've got a telephone You know you can number up a Cassie
3: Cassie, great You've done a great <laughs> job <laughs> nice, there So nice, all nice the best with Twitter, Twitter And whatever it is <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, that's <laughs> what's it's
2: going to go YouTube, Twitter, Instagram
3: Good
0: well, Because I need to have time To put the right numbers up And
3: slow and Aye, you oh know. god, aye, hi aye, aye, that's that stuff, you know. I need to get somebody in today. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right, I'll see you both soon. Thank you again. Okay, well You done.
3: take care. You take Bye. care, fairy boy.
0: Cheers, mate. You're now. looking great. You're looking great. I've not seen her for two months, but she's
2: looking great. Aye, oh, absolutely. thanks.
0: Absolutely. Aye.
2: <laughs> Cheers, Archie. Bye. Bye. Bye.